Welcome to Space Floor Media Podcast. My name is Connor Geelan. And I'm Connor Flannery. This is our 89th official episode. I'm tired because I stayed up last, na- last night watching this man right here and this man lose, right there. Lose to this man right here. Lose to that man right there. And, and if you're if you're just listening, this is Steph Curry and and, uh, and LeBron James, of course. Yeah, we're, we got the jerseys. Some people were calling it the today. game of the year. Honestly, dude. Give me, I, give me your thoughts. Okay, not going to lie. I watched the second half. Yeah, yeah. But I thought that it totally lived up the, to the hype. Mm. People were doubting if we should have a play-in game or not. I think this game kind of justifies the extra, I don't know, five days off that people don't get. Um, I, I, I was kind of just blown away, honestly. Let's break it down a little bit. because Sure, I, like, sure the, uh, the, the Grizzlies beat the Spurs. Um, that was whatever. That was sort of impressive. Um, the the other playing game, Jason Tatum dropped fifty. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this was definitely the main event. And, sure, and sure. As of today's I mean, episode, the other ones only really pertain to like the the rest of the playoffs. We'll talk about them how they how they relate to the rest of the, the matchups and whatever as we go into our predictions. But I think yeah, I think you're right. If we're talking about just one game, this yeah. is the most important one. And as of today, the the Warriors are playing the Grizzlies. I believe tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't know who's gonna win. Uh, you do when you're watching this <laughs> yeah. video, maybe. Um, but. Let's just break down this matchup. Give me your initial thoughts about about Lakers versus Grizzlies or Lakers versus Warriors. Lakers versus Warriors. Yeah. Okay. I I like this game because it was back and forth, and because every shot that Steph Curry took, I believed was going to go in, and um, and and it was exciting, kind of like beginning to end, because for a while it was like. I, I don't know. I was rooting for the Lakers throughout. I, I think really? that, like, yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess that makes sense. I was rooting for the yeah. Warriors throughout. I'm a little bit of a LeBron guy. I, I don't like talking honestly, about it so much, but like, I, I'm, I, I'm a little bit of a LeBron guy yeah. too. But there's a, there's a trump card. With yeah, the, yeah, yeah, with yeah, yeah, Wardell. Sure. Yeah, yeah. No, it's so like like when it comes down in the playoffs. Oftentimes, I'm kind of like rooting for LeBron. Like I was kind of rooting for them uh, over the Heat a little bit in the, in the in the finals last year. Same. Um, so I was rooting for Le- I was rooting for the Lakers in this game, and I was and I was nervous, and and also I think it's just better for the playoffs if the Lakers are just like instantly in it. Okay, that aside, um, I I, I was, I was I, I really liked how at the beginning they the 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 Lakers were down like nine two because it set up this the entire game basically it felt like they were they had to make this comeback yeah. or that, you know LeBron James. Dennis Schroeder and Anthony Davis all got off to a really slow start where they were like in the first, a combined like yeah, three for ten from the field or something yeah, like in, that. In, in the first more. half they were seven for twenty eight, I think. Which is Maybe frankly three for, yeah, yeah. Which is frankly just kinda shitting the bed, honestly. Yeah. So they they had they had a like really a poor first half. Yeah. Uh, and we're still kept it within, you know, within like 10, 15 yeah. points. And I think that's just a testament to how much better yeah. a roster the Lakers are than this than the Warriors cuz the Lakers played pretty bad last mm. night and the Warriors played pretty good last night and the Lakers won. I mean, I I don't have the box score pulled up. I feel I it felt to me like Steph Curry couldn't miss and that the Lakers were having an off night and the and the Lakers still held in there until the last few minutes when they kind of put it all together. And also I I think I think Draymond Green had his had his really good moments and his really bad moments last night. So I wanted to sort of talk about him for a second because I think the entire Warriors defense comes down to him, and he's still a really smart player. But I think it, he also has his weaknesses. Like they were really running into some trouble at the end of the game where they were just totally doubling Steph Curry and leaving Draymond wide open at the three point line. They just left him, and Draymond couldn't make them pay because he'd already missed a couple threes that game. Uh, they were just leaving. Yeah, they were leaving him from three, and, and offensively he was basically a zero. Really important on defense on Anthony Davis. Um, he like he basically was their defense he, along with Andrew Wiggins. So by the way. impressive, so impressive. Yeah, I want to give a huge shout out to Andrew Wiggins because I think Andrew Wiggins has actually become quite underrated. Like because I think people have spent so much time being like, yeah, oh Andrew Wiggins is a bust. Like he's not he's not anything that he was supposed to be. I think people forget that like, yeah, no Andrew Wiggins can like give you twenty and be like a very good perimeter defender, which was like I, I enjoyed watching that last yeah, night man. too. Yeah, it was good. Um, to go back to, to Draymond, yeah, yeah, man, he was 0 for 5 from the field, 0 for 1 from 3. His only points were two free throws. But, you know, the, the, his strengths are still so his strengths. I remember sure. they, the Warriors needed a bucket. They were down 3 with, like, 3 minutes left. Uh, and Curry got doubled as soon as he stepped over half court. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets it to Draymond, and Draymond takes, like, one dribble and then does, like, this jump pass cross court to Jordan yeah. Poole. Um, and that was just like he like sliced through the defense so yeah. heavily. Um, 
So he he really does bring it on the offensive end with everything besides yeah. scoring. He had he had eight assists yesterday. He like is fourth in the league in assists. I shouldn't say that he was that he was like a nothing on offense. It just felt like for moments of the game last night he was a negative on offense for them. Like, not be- because like you said he is a good playmaker, but it was just like they really needed to get Steph Curry a shot and they couldn't because they were just doubling off Draymond. It was like you have yeah. to get Draymond off the court almost. But if you get Draymond off the court, you're screwed on defense. Yeah. That's, so that that's so that was a bit of thing that the Lakers ran into, and that, that's just I think Draymond aging a little bit. Um, so, uh, going back to the idea of the Warriors kind of played better than the Lakers and lost. Sure. They shot better from the field. They shot they shot almost 47% mm. from the field, whereas the Lakers shot 41. They made the same amount of shots, same amount of field goals, and they shot a lot better from three. They shot 44% from three, which is way above average, even if you do have Steph Curry on the team, whereas the Lakers shot like 32%. The Warriors made five more threes, the same amount of shots overall. You know who was and a the, menace on defense last night? Alex Caruso. Dude, yeah, he, he's such a pest, bro. He's such a <laughs> he pest. Was, I feel like he was kind of ripping Steph Curry a little bit. I mean, uh, not, that, not that Steph yeah. Curry wouldn't have like a great game, but there are just some moments where he like, yeah, Steph, yeah, like strips yeah, Steph dude, Curry and whatever. Steph, Steph Curry had six turnovers, which, I mean, yeah. if, if you play 41 minutes and your usage is that high, that makes sense. But, yeah, he had a lot of turnovers. The big difference that I see from the box score uh, is the Lakers shot – uh, 10 more free throws and made eight more free throws in a game where you lose by three that that's a big difference I, to talk about this more broadly like i've been i've been having a conversation with like some of my friends and there's like people i know whatever about like who you got like for the for the playoffs like who you got this year and i'm really nervous to say the lakers even though i think that they're a bit of an obvious choice just because they're coming off a championship because they have lebron like i always say that that, that a bet against lebron is just a bad bet um but at the same time, like, they really haven't played that many games as a unit together. They're all coming off injuries. They've fallen, like, way down in the standings. And, like, this team's got all the, like, pieces and championship experience and all that. But, like, they haven't shown anything this year that would make you think that they're that they're going to win the championship. We're all basing it off last year. And now, I do want to give them credit for the, they were, like, the best team in the NBA for, like, a few, like, for a few weeks. And then everything fell apart with injuries and whatever. But even, like, last night... LeBron only played 35 minutes, and then, um, you know, they were talking about on the on the broadcast about, like, he's on a minutes restriction, and, like, they, like, broke his minutes restriction so that they could, like, win the game. He was only supposed to play, like, 32 minutes at the most, and he played 35. Um, so, like, I don't know. I, 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 I Even though the, the, the Lakers pull, pull off the win, they show that, like, yeah, we're still the same team, we're dangerous – I'm a little. I'm still a little nervous. Like they didn't. They got off to a really slow start, and I was like, "You need LeBron to hit the like thirty foot bomb to win this game." Like that's a little bit scary. Yeah, when like the Warriors aren't. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. I I, don't, I, I think the Warriors kind of just hit their threes. Hmm. They, they like a team shooting forty four percent on three pointers and taking thirty four of them. Like that 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 is a yeah. lot. I don't know, man. I I, I still. This game, on the whole, said more to me about the Warriors than the Lakers. Okay. Um, which I feel like is kind of a hot take, but I think it just it was way more impressive of the Warriors. Um, if anything, the Lakers played badly and their talent kind of held out. Um, the, the only reason I, t- I say about the Lakers is because I think I think the Lakers are a lot more likely to make it out of the first round than the Warriors are, assuming yeah. they both make the playoffs. Moving forward with like how this pertains to to the rest of the playoffs, so. Um, I guess we should we should shift over to the East a little bit. So the the Pacers and Wizards are now going to play for the eighth seed in the East. Who you got in that game? Well, see, we're going to predict it, and then it's going to happen tonight, and then we're going to post this on YouTube and be wrong tomorrow. <laughs> so it's going to be really dumb. Um, I have the Wizards. Okay. I think that they probably have the two best players on the court. Sure. Um, I and, actually, and, and I agree like with you, NBA but... nerds, including us, are going to be like, oh, but Sabonis is awesome. I'm like, yeah, Sabonis is awesome. Uh, but I don't know. I feel like in a playoff game, in a win or go home, game slows down. Like, who are you going to for the ISO? Like, you're going to, like, Brissett? Brissett's the new guy. Yeah. Uh, like, are you going to post up Sabonis? Are you just going to run stuff off ball for Doug McDermott? Um, I-, I guess maybe Malcolm Brogdon could create some magic because I'm, I'm a big Malcolm Brogdon well, guy. If Karis LeVert is back, that's also huge. Um, that is also huge. I know. And Miles and Turner, Turner was out. Yeah. Well. So. I mean, they had a, like they had like a fifty-point win against the Hornets. That wasn't fifty; it was like thirty against the Hornets with Miles Turner and Karis Levert out. So if if they've got 
you know, one of those guys back, I think it certainly helps. I think, I think that the Wizards are the better team in the safe pick. I also am really nervous about the Bradley Beal injury and the Russell Westbrook, like, kind of choking a little bit in the, in the, in the first game. Like, yeah. Am I do I want to bet on him? Like I, like I don't feel I don't feel like comfortable saying that like he's going to bounce back. At the same time, I'm still going to pick the Wizards over the Pacers, I think. Really? Um although I don't like like it. You know what I mean? Like I I don't feel confident picking either of those teams. Both teams have the same record. And this is this is yeah, that's true. And this is this is a little bit of the like East versus West thing. Like I feel like you could make the like I think the, the Grizzlies deserve to be in the playoffs over both of these teams. Like I don't, I'm I not, agree. I'm not I so agree. like, yeah, they, one of these teams really like deserves to be in the playoffs, and like, yeah, I don't yeah, know. By the way, both of these teams, they're the they're the eight nine seed. Both of them have like bad records. Both of them are thirty four and thirty eight. Well below five hundred. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's really not good. Yep. At all. Whereas the Grizzlies are thirty eight and thirty four. Just reverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah reverse. Like, like significantly above five hundred. Yeah, man. Yeah, the, the Grizzlies deserve to both these teams. The gap between the Grizzlies and the Spurs was huge in records. So thirty eight and thirty four versus thirty three and thirty nine, which I like. I don't think we're, I, I actually knew going into the game. But oh, yeah, I, it, I did. it kind of felt like the Grizzlies game yeah. throughout, even though the box score says it was like really close. I feel like the Grizzlies were just holding onto a five point lead like the yeah. entire game. Um, I guess let's start talking about. So, so we've both got the Wizards being the Pacers to match up with the 76ers. Obviously, the Lakers have our, and, and the Celtics have already slotted in as a 7th seed to go against the Nets. The Lakers are slotted in as the 7th seed to go against the Suns. I am assuming that we're both going to pick the Warriors to beat the Grizzlies yeah, to face off against the Jazz, the, too. The, yeah. And I feel like that, 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 that should kind of be a false assumption, especially when... Not a guarantee, yeah. Yeah, definitely not a guarantee. Um, especially the Grizzlies played great like two days ago. And I feel like they sort of match up sort of well with the Warriors. Like, no one can guard Jonas Valanciunas on the Warriors. Like, Draymond Green sure. is just, like, 200 pounds lighter than Jonas. Yeah. Jonas, I mean, Jonas Kevin, is a house. People have been kind of hyping up Kevin Looney's defense recently. Um, so, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Not, not, I haven't been watching a lot of Warriors no. this year. So but I, like, my, my point is, I think it will be a game. I think it'll be close. I think, yeah. the, War, I think the Warriors will win by, like, like five or something. I think Steph Curry's going to go Steph Curry's got a hot hand right now. Yeah, because I we've seen that John Morant in these close games kind of doesn't play well. Even uh, in the last game of the season for the eight seed, John Morant played against the Warriors and they lost and they lost because John Morant like hmm. down the stretch kind of just was throwing up shots. And I, I love John Morant and he's he's really young and he'll improve. Yeah, but he kind of he kind of does just kind of run into he flies into the paint. Um, almost in a, in a Westbrook-esque fashion. And, and we talked about this a little bit when we did our, like, top players under 25, or, or, or no, top players in, in five years, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, 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 like, top 15 players in five years. And you had John Morant, like, pretty high on the list, and I didn't have him at all. I had him very high. Yeah, yeah. and it was just, like, not even that I'm not a John Morant believer, I just didn't know who I was going to take off, um, take off my list to put on John Morant. And part of my reasoning was, like, John Morant, as of right now, teams are just leaving him at the three-point line. And until he fixes that, I'm not sure he can be the best player on a Grizzlies team that's going to, like, beat the Warriors or get out of the first round. Because um, he's got, he's got a, like, you know, he, he's, he's like, one of the most deadly players in the league at, at getting to the paint and, like, in like finishing over, or over taller guys. But if you can really just leave him from the three-point line, if he doesn't make you pay on a couple of those shots then that's a little bit troublesome for their offense. All right, so let's go into main playoff predictions. Let's mm-hmm. start with the Eastern Conference. So we both have the Wizards winning. So 76ers versus Wizards. Who you got? I assume we both have the same answer. Yeah. And, and in how many games? Because how many games is probably the nuance for the first round? I took 76ers in five, which is like a little maybe a little bold, but... I think the 76ers are, are I mean, I first agree. of all, like, damn, yeah, they're, like, damn good. I think that the, the Wizards are beat up. Um, I'm not a believer in Russell Westbrook playoff basketball or everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like, I just, like, I talk, say what you want about his triple-doubles. Like, I don't, I don't think that he's going to produce playoff wins in a game where Bradley Beal is, like, 50% of his former self. Also, I think in a team which is so big and long and has mm-hmm. two of the top five defenders in the league who are also really lengthy— uh, in Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid on the 76ers, I think Westbrook is gonna. That's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, that's a recipe for 
uh, kind of just flailing into the defense. Yeah, the the, the 76ers defense is so good because I, I had I had an argument with our with our, one of our teachers who's a Jazz fan because neither because I didn't have uh. I said that that Shout out to Joel, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons might both be better defenders than Rudy <laughs> Gobert. I stand by the Ben Simmons one. The Joel Embiid one might be a bit of a stretch. But um, he was like, Joel Embiid's not even a, you know, like, not th- those guys are both the second and third best defenders of their team. You're forgetting Matisse Thybul. And I was like, oh, like I, they're not better than, I don't think Matisse Thybul's better than those two, but Matisse Thybul's a really good defender too. And so between Matisse Thybul and Ben Simmons, on probably Russell Westbrook and in in Bradley, Bradley Beal. Oh my God! Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, dude, the Wizards are not because they have no other options yeah, either. Like yeah. the, the Wizards have no other shot creators. Yeah, and their their bench kind of is really is really bad as well. So, so give me the 76ers kind of steamrolling them in five. I agree. I was tempted to say four. Mm-hmm. Matter, yeah, I'm dude, I'm going 76ers. Sweep. In four. I'm going sweep. Bring out the brooms. Bring out the brooms. Nets silver Celtics. Keep those brooms out. <laughs> you you put sweep again. <laughs> I gave it five. I gave it five. Cause, yeah, but this is the... I, I'm a little confused about this one. About my logic in this one. And I, and I went five anyway. But, but here's the thing. I'm thinking in my head. I'm like, well, maybe you'll give the Celtics a game or two. Because, like, you never know. Jason Tatum could have 50. But then I was like, wait. <laughs> Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, or James Harden could all also have 50. Like, I, I'm thinking about this about one player on the Celtics versus there are arguably three players on the Nets better than him. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, no, no, no. I, and, and, like, I'm not I, – I'm a big believer in the Nets. I think they have some flaws. But I think they're going to steamroll the Celtics without Jalen yeah. Brown. I think – yeah, I just think it's going to be way too much. The Celtics bench isn't good, which is kind of the the only Nets weakness. So I don't I don't think that they'll be able to capitalize on that. Um, defense isn't looking that great. I, I don't think Jason Tatum is going to drop over, like, 45 points in this series. And if that's the case, then – the Nets aren't the Nets aren't going to lose a game. Sure, uh, uh, the the like the one thing that that I'm going to give I'm giving the Celtics a game for really is that the like big three for the Nets is still played like seven games the other like nine games the other. I think it, I think it's still in single digits. So, um, I I think they might need you know I think they might need a round or two to get it like in in like absolute top form, and I think that they can still beat the Celtics in five in like you know, half form, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think they have to be playing their best basketball to beat the Celtics. Um, I think they may not be playing their best basketball until, you know, a month from now or whatever. All right, now, the three-seeded Milwaukee Bucks versus mm-hmm. the six-seeded Miami Heat. This is a rematch from the first round, or from the from the second round of last year, where the Heat upset the Bucks to at least my shock. I know we watched that series pretty much together. yeah. And as a pseudo Bucks fan, I was very upset. I I have the Bucks getting redemption. Me too. Uh, because I'm just I have I have the Bucks in six. Me too. I, <laughs> Let's go. This is great content. Right here. Um, I think this is a bit of a bold pick, though. I I was thinking about I, I agree. it. I was like, hmm. I agree. I agree. Uh, people people having people yeah. have the Heat win in seven or or the Bucks win in seven. Because pe- people are having trouble picking the Bucks to go far in these rounds because they're like, are they even going to make it out of the first round? Like, I think that the I think that the Bucks are a legit threat to win the Eastern Conference because like Giannis is Giannis and the Bucks are good. But like, yeah, a lot of people are like, they're not even going to make it out of the first round against the Heat, as you're saying. Yeah, and so I, I'm trying to because keep in mind the Bucks got swept last year. Didn't the Bucks get swe- swept? Oh, I I, dude, I think the Bucks. I, I think the Bucks got four would by the Miami Heat last year. And so in my mind, I'm like. What has changed? Uh, you have one more year of playoff experience for both teams. Uh, the uh, like Tyler Hero gets one year better. Kendrick Nunn hasn't really gotten better this year. Uh, Bam gets one year better. Jimmy gets slightly worse, uh, like slightly, I guess. So that that's that's what's different for the Heat. Oh, and Goran Dragic is worse. Goran Dragic is worse, and Jor- Goran Dragic has been like their. Last year, Goran Dragic, you would say, like, he was, like, their second-best player on yeah. offense at some times. So he's, like, marginally worse. I think that's going to be a big factor. Uh, and, w- and what's different for the Bucks is the Drew Holiday trade. So instead mm-hmm. of giving the ball to Chris Middleton or Eric Bledsoe, you're giving the ball to Chris Middleton or Drew Holiday on the perimeter when Giannis uh, is getting, like, I don't know, like, posted up at the rim or something. And so I think that, that, I think that in itself will also be very good. Drew Holiday will be able to attack. You'll be able to rely on him on the pick and rolls, and he might even be a better defender than Eric Bledsoe as well. 
Um, definitely, actually. I don't, yeah, think, yeah, yeah. I don't think that's much, much of a discussion. So I'm a, I'm a believer in it. I have the Bucks over the heat in six for those reasons yeah i agree i i i kind of like was was trying to find the like bucks heat series last year so i missed a little bit of what you said by the way i think it went to five i had a little bit of trouble finding it but it at least started like three one the bucks won game four so the, the heat came out to a three oh lead and the, i think the bucks won like at least one game gotcha um yeah the big things i think for the heat the differences between this year and last year i think the, i don't know if you mentioned tyler hero tyler yeah. hero has been like just like not anything that that I think Heat fans were hyping him out to be, the Goran Dragic thing that you mentioned, uh, I was I, I was talking about this with another one of my teachers because I guess this is what I do with my teachers now is I just you know <laughs> they, 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 they do not teach end, us end of year senior uh, <laughs> and, and he was and he was saying yeah like like I think one of the big things for the Heat last year was was Goran Dragic was like their second best player like if you if you think back to that series like Goran Dragic was their was their like bucket getter. Um, and and he hasn't been that really so far this season, um, so I think I think like some of their like their their like shot creation scoring punch from those two is is like diminished. Um, I think they've become more reliant on the Duncan Robinson three, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But if Duncan Robinson's not hitting them, then then it's a problem, of course. Um, especially because actually the the Bucks defense tends to give up threes, and I think that's bad against 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 the Heat. I think that was part of the problem last year. Um, Bam Adebayo is better than he was last year. Like he's just like gotten better. He's like he's older. Like it makes sense. Um, but but Jimmy Butler also hasn't had as good of a season as he did last year. And that's not to say that he won't step up in the playoffs. It's a little hard to say. But I overall my thoughts are that like the Heat put together a near perfect playoff run in the bubble last last season. Um, just kind of like out of nowhere. I don't think they can recreate it. And I've been that's what I've been saying all season, and I stick by it. Uh, I think the Heat. I, that's not to say that I think the, 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 it was a total fluke last year. I think the Heat were, were good and are, still are good. Uh, I don't think they're they're Bucks good, uh, and that could come back to bite me. But but I think I do think the Heat actually match up well with the Bucks. But I think you could say the same thing back to the Heat. You know what I mean? All right, and now for the four five seed, the four seed New York Knicks, our home mm-hmm. team, versus the five seeded Atlanta Hawks. I have the New York Knicks in six here. And nice. I, I've been I've been critical of the Knicks all year long. I am finally sort of getting on the bandwagon. Yeah, I'm very wary of the fact that we're gonna have to give the ball to Julius Randle in ISO situations yes. down the stretch. Um, I think that's the reason that we have zero chance of making it out of the second round. But we- but I think specifically against the Atlanta Hawks, I don't think they're a better team than us. I, I mm. don't. I think they have Trey Young, and like Clint Capella, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Kevin Herter, and Daniil Gallinari are all like day to day. They're all just like a little banged up. I think that we will have totally the defense to stop John Collins. I think our defense will do a good job on Trey Young as well. And honestly, man, I I, I think I think we got it. I, I do. Yeah, I p- I picked the Knicks over the Hawks in seven. Mostly, I I just wanted to like play a little safe in my pick for the pick for the Knicks. Um, a lot of the reasons that you said, I, I, I agree with, like, I, I think that, I think that, uh, people are kind of, I, I think, I think the Hawks win the talent matchup, They do, they, but, yeah. but I think people underestimate how good of a team the Knicks have actually been this season. Um, they got home court advantage, which I know might not seem like that big of a deal, especially in COVID or kind of just in general, like the four side five C, whatever, but the Knicks are like well below 500 away and they're like really really good at msg uh i don't know what exactly they, the yeah, split they, is but yeah, they're they're 25 and 11 yeah at at home which is only one game worse than the bucks and the bucks have a much better record than us yeah uh yeah and we're like 16 and 20 away we actually have the same home and away record as as the hawks and we have the same overall record as the hawks yeah so, so it matters there you go like so so yeah so like we are really good at home and i, yeah, I think that that'll play a role in this series so i wanted to shout that out Everything you said about Julius Randle is true. That's, I think, our biggest weakness as a team is sort of our, our shot creation down the stretch. Um, the moment where this, like, really, like, became a little scary and I was like, like, oh, crap. Like, that's that could hurt in the playoffs. Um, not that I didn't, like, know this was a problem, but but it really, like, brought it to light was our, our last game against the Celtics. We played the Celtics with no Jalen Brown and no Jason Tatum and almost blew a, like, 25-point lead because... Uh, we didn't. The Knicks, we being the Knicks, didn't score for like four and a half minutes. They think they went on a like 13-0 run. Um, 
And I think like the game got tied before the Knicks eventually closed it out. And Amen. It, it's very not comforting to yeah. when you're in a tough spot, hand the ball off to Julius Randle or Derrick Rose. They're good players, but in in a first round playoff yep. series, they they can't they shouldn't really be your go to guys. Um, and you know Julius Randle, he's been hitting big shots all year, but when when like the game slows down, teams are specifically game planning for you. The coach of the Hawks for seven games straight is going to say, okay, Julius Randle, when there's 10 seconds on the clock, he likes to take one dribble to his left and do a fadeaway. Mm. I don't think Julius Randle has, or Derek Rose have like the bag, definitely definitely not Julius Randle, uh, ha- have like the bag to, like other superstars do to kind of go above and beyond in that circumstance. And I think Trey Young does a little bit. So I, I think Trey Young... Like, like, would you rather give the ball to Trey Young or Julius Randle down the stretch? I would rather give it to to Trey Young. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I, I think I actually, like, we've been going, going to Julius Randle down the stretch all season, and it's been working. Like, so so as much as I'm, like, kind of being critical of that, I think our, our like, games this season actually show that, like, Julius Randle has showed up for us in the clutch. Just, by the way, just from the right side of the court. I want to look up stats on this. I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before. But Julius Randle, for some reason, only takes step backs on the right side of the court at the end of games. It's always the right corner for three. Like he takes these like step backs, like falling, like fading away in the right corner, or uh, like fade away, sort of like you know step back jumpers from face up, or like fading away off of like a post up um, towards the end of games on the right side. It's a little predictable, um, <laughs> but unstop like it's an unblockable <laughs> shot like and and the, and the truth is that like for most of this season he's been hitting it like he's been insanely efficient not just by the like, julius randall standards but by like nba standards from <laughs> from three and from mid-range <laughs> and that's that's just like mid like over the course of his career julius randall been pretty inefficient and then this year he's like just really put it together um and so when he's hitting that shot it's like yeah, it's it's a it's like a really hard thing to stop at the end of the game. That's part of the reason he's like really closed out some important games for us. The problem is that I think he he still as like a young star, as this being his first year doing it, still has moments where he disappears, where he loses confidence, where he'll miss a couple shots, and all of a sudden he doesn't want to take that like step back off to the right, like or you know he like he I think I think there, it doesn't take so much to like knock him off his rhythm. Um, and then he'll, and then sometimes he'll just disappear. I think that's what happened is the Celtics. I think he he wasn't having such a great shooting night, and then all of a sudden he disappeared for five minutes. Yeah, the Knicks can't really afford that, and that's that's why I think that's why I gave the Hawks three games is because like there could easily be three games where that happens to Julius Randle. I think it's just as likely that there'll be three games, four games where he can't miss, and that's that's just like the tale of the season for us. I think Julius Randle's streaky, but I also think. Derrick Rose, I, I I actually really like the fact that we picked up Derrick Rose the trade deadline because yeah, for nothing. The the other thing is, uh, I don't think this is as well known as it should be. Like we are really 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 good since we picked up Derrick Rose. Like yeah. our record has like vastly improved since picking up Derrick Rose. Um, and so going on the stretch of Derrick Rose, I also I also like shifting over to the Hawks side. The Hawks got no defense. Like that's yeah. that like at the end of the day, like that's that's a big thing. Yeah. I they're, think they're defined by their offense. Knicks mm-hmm. are defined by their defense. Exactly, and especially it's it's, it's especially Trey Young. Um, Trey Young, I, I say this in the podcast all the time. Like like one of the worst defenders in the NBA. Um, Nate McMillan literally has to take at the end of games. He he has to call timeouts to like get Trey Young off the court on defense and then put him back in on offense. That's the kind of thing that really kills you in the playoffs. Or in a, in a in a series where you can plan, where you can like work matchups. I think the playoffs becomes a lot more matchup oriented. I think that will hurt the Hawks that, that he's that undersized and that he's that poor of a defender. John Collins also not a very good defender. So if you have to put Clint Capella, for example, on Julius Randle, Julius Randle is a lot quicker than Clint Capella. I think he yeah. can make Clint Capella pay. I think Clint Capella is a good team defender. He's a good rim protector. I don't think he can keep up with Julius Randle off the, on the perimeter. And if you got John Collins matching up with with Julius Randle, I think that should be easy money. I think we, they might go to DeAndre Hunter. Sure, because he he's he's pretty tall, but he's pretty strong as well. I, I think, think, and he's still a little undersized. Julius Randle, yeah, Julius Randle, I think has the size matchup there. But you're right, that might be their best choice. But I I, I think I mean, and maybe you say the same thing for for Trey Young or for John Collins. I don't know if the, the Knicks have a 
uh, the the Hawks have a good matchup for like our best players. And I saw somebody say that the Hawks should play Chris Dunn in the playoffs a lot more because they're going to need him on Derrick Rose, but they haven't been playing Chris Dunn this season, so I don't think yeah. that's going to happen. Um, All right, but so I, I'm taking the Knicks in, in, over the Hawks in seven. I'm taking the Knicks over the Hawks in six. Really quickly before we go to the Western Conference, yeah, who's coming out of the East? I'm gonna go with with the Nets with the Nets. Boring. I, it is it boring. is boring. It is boring. boring. And 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 it's and it's for the reason that I said about in the Celtics. That, like, they haven't played a lot of games yet this season, but they're playing the Celtics without Jalen Brown to start. I think they'll have time to get comfortable to get their rhythm, and I really think this team will be hard to stop. Their defense isn't so good, but I think any team with Kevin Durant is like is like on a path to the finals. And they add on James Harden and, and Kyrie Irving. I think it's a, I think it's a really beautiful recipe for uh, an Eastern Conference Championship. Amen. The big three Heat lost their first year. It's a good point. Everyone but, thought they were going to win. But is this is this? And and they played a full season together. Yeah, yeah. It's a good point. I I'm not sure that uh, for that reason. I have the Milwaukee Bucks coming out of the East, mm. the three seed. Wait, but didn't the Big Three Heat lose in the finals to the Spurs? Yeah. Oh. So, <laughs> I uh, I don't hate your analogy, but uh. <laughs> so they didn't make it out of the East, right? Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, but the East was weak. Lemicky <laughs> Le- Le- had Le- 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 had a weak East back then. The East is strong now. Okay. <laughs> now okay. that he left, the East is suddenly magically really strong. Inter- interesting that you went with the that you went with the Bucks. I went with the Bucks because I okay. Like one reason I wanted to not pick the Nets, but yeah, I I am a big believer in that. The, the, like you can't just walk in playing eight games together and then and then suddenly go mm. and win a ring. So I, I for even if I even if I might think that the Nets also might come out of the East, I don't think they're going to win a ring. I, here's I, I here's the thing: I think that the Bucks have a pretty tough have a pretty tough run to the championship because they have to play the Heat, then they have to play the the presumably the Nets, then presumably the yeah. the, the Sixers if they want to win. And you could say that about the other teams that they're playing, right? Like that's a pretty tough route for the. Nets that they have to play the Bucks in the second round, presumably, or the or the Heat, um, or that it, or that either of those teams are probably going to have to beat the 76ers. But I think that maybe the Bucks have the hardest of those three teams, and that they have to beat like they have to go against three like really good teams. Yeah, but like I don't really buy into the whole they have a whole route to the final. It's it's seven game series. Like I, the best team is going to win. But, I'm, I'm choosing the team I think is best. But the 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 Bucks are playing a team that they that they lost to in like five games last season i think that that first round series will go to six seven games you picked the other two series the this the 76er series and the net series to be sweeps that's a big difference it means you've got like four days off while the while the bucks are going into like pushing deep into the, the series where it's like winner go home all, all that stress and whatever and you're just chilling like getting ready yeah. practicing like and if building the, up the and, series and if the bucks do beat the nets then they're probably gonna go against the 76ers who beat the hawks in like five or something yeah exactly or they so, beat the knicks in like five so i i, I think that the, that the if i weren't to pick the buck that weren't to pick the nets which is the easy pick then i would go with the sixers because they they have a free route to the eastern yeah. conference finals yes i agree um so so give me nets because i think it's a safe pick but I think the Sixers are like the team to watch, if that makes sense. Yeah, I I, I see that. I th- I just think I, I think the Bucks actually match up very well with the Brooklyn Nets. They okay. they have people to put on their best players. They they have Giannis. They've Giannis to put on Kevin Durant. Like he might be the ideal guy to put on Kevin Durant in the mm. league. They have Drew Holiday, who might be the ideal guy to put on James Harden. And then Kyrie Irving will be a team will be a team effort. Like well, Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton's a really good defender. Yeah, but I don't know if he can keep up with with. with uh, I think with you'd Kyrie. have to. I think you'd have to go probably Drew Holiday and Kyrie, and then Chris Middleton on James Harden. But I don't know. Yeah. Like realistically, how many times you can have all of those guys in the court at the same time? Probably not that many minutes. But in crunch time, yeah, it's true. Yeah. So for honestly, for that reason, like I, I very well like totally could see the Bucks beating the, mm. the Brooklyn Nets in round two. I'm 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 confident they're gonna get in round one. So the whole like oh they have a hard path. Like if I think that they're better than the other teams and sure. they're gonna be playing seven games, it's gonna be the first team to win four games. Like I'm just gonna take who I think is best. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go on to the Western Conference. Presume we we are assuming that the Warriors 
are going to beat the Grizzlies tomorrow night. Um, even if the the Grizzlies win, I think we both have the, the Jazz winning whoever is the eighth seed. The question is in how many games. For the, for round Jazz one, Warriors, yeah, for yeah. Jazz versus Warriors, I think that the Jazz pull it out in six. Agree. Which honestly is like pretty favorable to the Warriors considering the other one eight matchup. I have a yeah. sweep. Yeah. I I think that. Steph Curry is gonna kind of have a field day, even though this Jazz defense is supposedly great. But I think Steph Curry is kind of gonna have a field day. He's gonna average like, m- dude. I think minimum if this game goes like, especially if it goes like a lower amount of games. If if, if the series only goes like five games, Steph Curry is averaging definitely thirty five points a game, like he'll at least, and he's he's playing forty minutes a game. Here's the thing I think about the Jazz. Another one of my the same teacher that I was that I was talking about this, and he praised this really well. So I'm actually gonna I'm gonna like rip him here a little bit. He said that the, the Jazz are maybe the best team in the league when you can't plan against them. But when you plan can plan against them, then they won't be as good. And I was like, wow, that's actually smart. And and he basically said that, that that's for the reason that the, the Jazz have arguably the best defender in the NBA in Rudy Gobert, surrounded by Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles, uh, Jordan Clarkson, um, Royce O'Neal, Royce O'Neal, and Bojan Bogdanovic. Like, like a bunch of like really good wings and guards and Mike Conley. I don't I don't know how I forgot Mike Conley, but like it really centers around Rudy Gobert being arguably the best defender in the NBA, and then you just have a bunch of other guys who can do a lot of a lot of things, right? And and so that's maybe you maybe you said it's a little disrespectful to Donovan Mitchell, but he's an all star. Yeah, yeah, but I think then I, I think the the counter argument is like, do we are we over-hyping Donovan Mitchell and, and, like, how good he is, especially in the playoffs, just because of how he played in the bubble last year. But... I mean, no, di- like... like ne- different cards. Yeah. No, I, I think that this Jazz team will win out over the Warriors. I do, too, to be but, clear. But yeah, but, to, but also, to be clear, like, picking the Jazz in six means that the series was 3-2 yeah. bef- before game six, mm-hmm. which is really close. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think there's that much else to say there. But Warriors are gonna go ham. Uh, Steph Curry's gonna go ham. I guess like, but, but like moving forward, like I, part of the reason I'm not so confident in in the Jazz is like, I don't, I think I think like you take the go-to score on pretty much every other team in the West over oh. Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, and definitely. Uh, we've actually. talked about like yeah. th- we talked about, we've talked about their defense, and the, the real reason I brought up like their defense, that like their their planning thing is that if you don't have any time to plan, it's just like. How would we score? Because you can't go in the paint on Rudy Gobert. I think when you do have time to plan, you have more time to sort of like work your matchups and be like, okay, we're really going to attack this part of Rudy Gobert's defense. Yeah. Um, Draw him out to the perimeter. And then also, exactly. you know, Steph, Get Cur- switches, Steph, Steph like, Curry's probably like the second best guard finisher in the league behind Kyrie Irving. Mm. Uh, do you see the thing last night where he went like, he did like a up and under and then scooped it? It was, oh my God. I think I like wasn't watching, but I heard like uh, with some English. Total random tangent. Uh, NBA announcers. Every time John Morant breathes, you cannot say he is on his grizzly. <laughs> it's like like John Morant on his grizzly. Like J Cole. <laughs> it's like stop. It's really cringy. Uh, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> anyways, I don't know why that pops into my mind. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. So 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 I think that I think that the Jazz, while they were I, this this is me, my long way of going back to, I'm taking the Suns more seriously than I'm taking the Jazz this playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay. But moving it, on to mo- Lakers. Bad trade. This is just the Lakers versus Suns. I got Lakers in six. Phew. I got Lakers in seven. Yeah, I, but... I, I don't know anyone who has Lakers in six. Yeah, I have Lakers in seven. Especially after they they kind of didn't play that well last mm. night until the end. I have the Lakers and six over the Suns. I'm spoiler, they're, they're my NBA champions. The Lakers? The Lakers are my NBA champions. I They're not going to be mine, I don't think, but I so the Lakers again, I'm just taking the team I think is best. I don't care if they're yeah. if they're the 7 seed and then they're going to have to play three really good teams in a seven-game series. I'm just taking the team who I think is best. The counter-argument to that would be uh, the Clippers had to go against the Nuggets last year before they even got to the Lakers, and they lost. Um, but I also think the Clippers just, like, you know, weren't actually that good last year. So, going back to the Lakers versus Suns, I think that 
the, the like people forget because people are kind of focused on the seeding. Like the Lakers, if healthy, like might have been the one seed this year, and mm. they and they have the two best players on the court. Yeah. In the in the last five minutes. Yeah. They have the two best players in the court. I don't know who is guarding Anthony Davis. I don't know who. Uh, I guess Mikael Bridges is going to be guarding LeBron James. He'll probably do a good job on that. Uh, and then I think the Lakers defense will do a solid enough job on on Chris Paul I, I, and, and Devin Booker. I, yeah. I do. Yeah. I I think uh, part of the thing with the Suns here is you can't trust DeAndre Ayton. Um, he's young. People still question oh, his yeah, motor. No, this entire roster is really young. Chris Paul's the only yeah. guy who's played in playoff series. Yeah. It, you so people question DeAndre Ayton's motor and like his defense has also been like kind of meh. Um, He's shown flashes in offense, but like DeAndre Ayton on defense in in the playoffs is a little bit is a little bit scary, I guess. Um, for I like I'm really excited about the Chris Paul versus LeBron matchup for a series. I think that's fun. Yeah, that's very um, fun. I, I I think like I, I thought I guess that like like before last night I really wasn't sure who I was picking, and then I like saw the Lakers win last night, and I was like, you know what, like yeah, that this is really the same team as is like that won the championship last year. I can't see them losing in the first round to the Suns. As good as the Suns have been this regular season, I think all I think a lot of other teams in the NBA have the potential to step it up for the playoffs. They have the kind of stars that are going to like show up for the playoffs and really like play way better. I don't. Th- I already talked about how I don't think the Jazz are one of those teams, and I also think this. I also don't think the Suns are one of those teams. They're a young team outside of Chris Paul. So even if Chris Paul himself steps up. I think the people around him, like, there's not that much better the Suns can do. They've put together a way better season than anybody thought. I don't think it gets better from here. Whereas I think the Lakers, we haven't seen the best of the Lakers so far this season. Imagine grinding yeah. for 72 games, winning 51 of those games, yeah. being one game away from the best team in the league, getting the two seed in a really tough Western Conference, <laughs> playing the Los Angeles Lakers in round one when that's they got so healthy, rough. dude. That's, that's so, so unfortunate, especially like. And dude, and by the way, dude, that's why the Clippers. That's why the Clippers tanked in the standings, cause just to avoid this potential. Like you just don't want to play the Lakers in the first round, dude. Oh my God, how how much were Suns fans rooting for the Warriors last night? Yeah. Yeah, because because yeah. then then the, presumably the Lakers would get the eight, or at least rooting the for the Lakers to look bad. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I. My gosh, man, that's so unfortunate. I I'm a little nervous with the Poor Lakers Phoenix overall. Suns fan. But... Like they, they were they were like the kings of the NBA until this year. By kings, I don't mean like like the, best. Like the laughing stocks. I mean yeah, I yeah, mean yeah. the I mean the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess let's move on to Nuggets versus Trailblazers. All right, who you got? This is a fun series because I think that Jokic has some questions. Is that even fair to say they beat the they beat the Clippers last year? So I don't know if it's fair to. I think prior to last year there was always questions of oh does Jokic have like the go to scoring skills yeah. to be the best player on a team that goes deep in the playoffs? Evidently yes because he did it last year and he's well, better this also, year. But also but also well. arguably Jamal Murray was their go to scorer in the playoffs. But but is does he have I don't know if go to score is the right word but like does he have best player on on yes. like deep playoff run? Yeah and so. Nuggets and Trailblazers. I like. I like the Trailblazers. This is the Trailblazers' best roster in like five years. I think on paper it is. On paper it is. Um, I'm. I, I think Nurkic, Nurkic's a little bit beat up still. I think Robert Covington's been disappointing. Norman Powell's been good since they traded for him, though. Um, I don't know. Yeah, like CJ's missed some of this year. Dude, it's <sighs> tough. Who, who do, yeah. who, who do I, you got? In I got games? Nuggets in six. Like. We know we know around here that I'm a Jokic fan and therefore a de facto, a de facto Nuggets fan. Um, you know what? No. Give me the Blazers in seven. <laughs> I'm I'm going with Dame Dollar. I'm going with yeah. CJ McCollum. They have the best dude. They they they've gotten to the Eastern Conference Finals before with, uh, with a with a Western Conference Finals before with a, with a much worse roster than this. All five of their starters are high quality. Robert Covington's you know been bad, I guess, but. They like all five. Of their their starters are high quality. Melo Ninas Cantor is 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 uh, offense off the bench. The only thing I would be questioning is is whether they have enough defense off the bench. But even then, they have Derek Jones Jr. They have Nas Little. I I think that in a so I I, I, I had Blaze I had Blazers and Nuggets series going to seven because of all those reasons. And originally I had the Nuggets winning that, but I'm like, 
am I really about to not take Damian Lillard in a game seven? He's your man. You got to. Uh, Same like, thing as me he's also Jokic. also like in terms of guys who I want in game seven, he's like top five in the league. And I yeah, don't but Jokic is top five in the league. The Nuggets, the like, Nuggets in game sevens last year. Oh wait, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> Nuggets, the like, Nuggets like went just all game sevens oh, last man, year. That was bizarre. Yeah, dude, last year was such a fever dream in the bubble. Oh my gosh. Yeah, dude, and they didn't they come back from two three one leads. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> against the Jazz <laughs> and against the Clippers, dude, that's so berserk. Yeah, dude, um, I, I I I love well, this Nuggets team, and I'm and I am picking yeah. the MVP to make it out of the first round. If, I don't care. If Jamal Murray was healthy, it wouldn't be a question. For dude, me. I think if Jamal Murray was healthy, this team would be my pick to win the championship wow wow that's a that's a i think this they're, was, they're your bucks yeah like i like i think that like i'm, I'm that much of like a, a nuggets fanboy like maybe call me delusional bro but like i feel like this is like a nuggets year if jamal murray's healthy i think even with jamal murray out this is this is gonna be a nuggets a nuggets uh showcase i don't know i'm, I'm excited about it and that's not to say, like, I think people sometimes... I, th- I think the stats with Michael Porter Jr. can be misleading. The fact that he's averaging 25 since Jamal Murray went out can be misleading. Because it's not like Jamal Murray is, like, some going to be some, like, elite, like, playoff scorer. Because the truth of it is, he's not really a shot creator. He's maybe the best shot maker in the NBA. Like, he's ridiculous. <laughs> MPJ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he's, he's ridiculous. 6'10", one of the best shots in the league. Hits the most difficult shots. It's like he's... It's like he can't hit it except when a hand's in his face. It's it's fantastic. I, I, overall, but, I, I think outside of Jokic, I think this Nuggets team is worse than it is last year because even though Michael Porter Jr. has gotten better, they don't have Jamal Murray, and they lost good role players like Jeremy Grant uh, and like Miles Plumlee, and I think they have some injury problems as well that I'm forgetting off the top of my head. Uh, and I think like the Blazers... Barton? We don't yeah, know if he's yeah, yeah. back. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think the Blazers are, frankly, just better. I, yeah. They, they have the, Norman Powell... The um, one thing I'm really Nurkic scared about for healthy. the Nuggets, Nurkic is healthy when it wasn't last year. The only thing I'm really scared about for the Nuggets is is uh, is their guard rotation. Um, they're starting yeah. Faku Campazo, yeah, which is exactly, like a little scary. Exactly. I I I I'm really I really don't think he's good. I, I mean I I, I like Faku Campazo, um, and, and I like Monte Morris, but like Facundo, Faku Campazo, like until halfway through the season, did not look like an NBA player. You know what I mean? Like, he, he was showing flashes, and now he's become more consistent with it. But it took him a few months to, like, look like he belonged. And now he's been sort of thrust in the starting lineup because of injuries. And they traded Gary Harris, which I said in this podcast a few times. Like, I think the Aaron Gordon trade is very good for the for the Nuggets overall. And I don't know. If they could, like, go back on it now, for just, like, for this season, I think they might because they need guards that bad in the, in the playoffs this year. Shout out to Faku, um, but but yeah, it's a little it's a little troublesome their guard rotation, I guess I'll say. But no, I'm still picking the Nuggets. I think uh, I think Jokic is just having that kind of season that, and, and and so I'm not picking anybody in the first round to get in his way. All right, uh, last but not least, four seeded Clippers versus five seeded Mavericks. I think I have the Clippers in six here, which is such mm. like a boring take. I don't think that I, I really don't think the Mavericks will push them to seven even though they gave them a run for their money last year in this exact same matchup I think that Luka is is, is a year better probably but I don't know I think but are the, I, are I, I the think, Mavericks I feel like the Mavericks are a little worse this year yeah, than they are last year yeah I, I don't think that they're gonna have like really the offense to compete given how good defensively the Clippers are yeah I think I think maybe, I think maybe like second half of the season Mavericks are like the yeah. best they've been yet, but overall the Mavericks have had it had it had an up and down. I think season. Porzingis yeah. is going to be the X factor here. Yeah, I, I don't know how the Clippers are going to guard him, but Dude, then again, there, there are really people having conversations or are saying there should be a conversation about whether the Mavericks are better without Porzingis, which I think is a little crazy. But like, there's been moments where Porzingis has really just not been so good for the Mavericks, and and also like when he's out, they don't really play that much worse. So interesting. So I guess the Knicks yeah. won the trade. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, Porzingis got to step up. Like, like I, I think, I think overall, Porzingis since coming back from his injury has been a little disappointing. Um, as as like a as a Porzingis fan from his time in New York, um, mostly because I think Porzingis isn't aggressive enough. He's seven foot three and he acts like Duncan Robinson. Like, okay, bro, got like, like I understand you can shoot and you're a really impressive shooter, but. Because he's got this like the stroke from outside, like he should use that to his advantage to then open up his inside game. Like, and then and then even when he posts up, 
he almost always goes to little turnarounds and tries to shoot over people instead of going like through smaller defenders. You know what I mean? Like sometimes he'll get switched onto a small forward and he still goes for fadeaways. It's like you're like like use like use your use your size. Like he did. I don't know. Sometimes I think he doesn't realize how big he is. Do you see that an account uh, tweeted? It was like it was like a big Heat fan page, and it said in honor of Duncan Robinson's birthday or whatever. Uh, we're gonna post all seven of his offensive rebounds and so he has seven offensive rebounds in his career <laughs> and they just and they put like a highlight music in the background and it was just duncan robinson getting like really long rebounds where he didn't have to do anything <laughs> and that's it like he doesn't score anything afterwards it's just that um, i love it that duncan robinson on his podcast did something recently where he like they they did like a do you average more stats than this player? Like, like it was like it was like who averages more steals per game? Like you, Donovan Mitchell, or like somebody else? And it was it was pretty interesting because it was like, you know, players you would expect to have be higher in that stat, and like Duncan Robinson was actually pretty good at it. Like like blocks per game, like st- stats that Duncan Robinson isn't so high in because like you know pretty much his stats are like three point percentage, three point mix, whatever. But shout out Duncan Robinson. This is a whole other tangent, but he keeps setting records actually for like fastest player to like. 400 threes things like that so like he's yeah. he's like he's like on pace to be the fastest at like two like every three-point marker yeah man all right anyways uh to clarify we have jazz over warriors lakers over suns clippers over mavericks and then i have the blazers in seven you have the nuggets in six yeah all right we can't wait to watch the nba playoffs is what we've been waiting for all season uh thank you so what much. what about what about our pick in the west I got. Oh, give oh, me, give oh, me the clips. Oh, okay, because I already revealed mine. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Give so, me the clips. Give me the clips. You, give me the clips. You the clippers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I think, for the, for the same reasons I was sort of saying about about the box of like, I I I hated on your box pick for because like hard hard rows to the playoffs. If there's if the Lakers are starting off facing the they first of all they've already played a playing game. Then they're gonna have to go play against the Suns and then so on and so forth. Like I guess after this they would play. Denver, right? Yeah, Denver, and then they would play the winner of like Utah versus Clippers. I don't know. That's that's pretty tough. Like, and now every team in the West is gonna have a tough a tough road to the playoffs. But I I, I think I think the Clippers have got a shot this year because I think the West is pretty open. Um, and I think they're reliable. They need Serge Ibaka back, and yeah, they don't think he is. But um, I don't know. I'm still like still even after last night, I'm not so trusting of the Lakers this so, year. So so you have Clippers, Nets. Who do you have winning? Just, just give, it, give an answer. We're not going in depth Ugh. until that actually happens. I'll take the Nets for now. I think the Nets are the safest option. Boring. Um, yeah, I mean, I have the like Lakers. I, I have the like Lakers I, over the Bucks. So. I don't. I don't foresee that uh, Nets pick being like stupid after round one. You know what I mean? Like, like. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I'm, I'm yeah. gonna go with the Nets for now. I have the Lakers over the Bucks, which is actually my last year's predictions as well, which is a little scary. I might just be second my ways. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Space Floor NBA Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. If you're listening on YouTube, like and subscribe. We're also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And thank you so much. My name is Connor Gielan. And I'm Connor Flannery. And see you next time. Peace. Shout out to Duncan Robinson's seven career offensive rebounds. Shout out to Faco Compazzo. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs>